Welcome to the Second Mom's Circle. I'm Dawn Baggett, your host, and as an adoptive mom myself and a post-adoption mom coach, I want you to feel welcome here as this is a safe space for you, adoptive moms who are maybe finding yourself in the gap. What is the gap? Well, the gap is something that I identified not only in my own life and my own family, but also in many, many others. And it happens that as adoptive moms, we often find ourselves in a gap with inadequate or even almost non-existent support and ineffective support in our roles as adoptive mom. It kind of feels like the rug is just pulled out from under you sometimes. So if that's something that you can relate to, let's dive in. We know that holidays are beautiful. Christmas is wonderful. I love Christmas. Perhaps you do too, but it can also be stressful and overwhelming and a lot of things, a lot of different things. They, the Christmas time and the holidays can be very emotional. You can have both good and maybe not so good negative emotions. And so for our adoptive and complex families, it can have even another layer or 10 added to just what's kind of a typical, typical holiday season. And so if you're right now feeling really, really concerned about going through the rest of this holiday season and going into Christmas and New Year's and just the school break and all the food and all the family or all the get-togethers and maybe all the expectations and obligations, whatever it is, I want to stand in the gap for you and I want to encourage you and help you understand that you can, um, you can plan, you can plan ahead more than just your typical grocery list and menu list and gift list and activity lists and all these different lists and all these different plans. You can make a peace plan, a personal peace plan for yourself for the holiday season coming up and that we're right already in. And so that's what I want to encourage you today to start thinking about what would you put in your peace plan? All right. And so that's what this episode is about. And, you know, even even other special days come up, such as birthdays, and maybe there's other celebrations or other to-dos that are just, they just come around right at the same time of year as all of this, and it just gets to be a lot, especially if you're already juggling a lot of balls, you're already juggling and you're just really barely managing, or or maybe you're managing pretty good, but when you add one or two or 10 more balls, then something's got to give. And so, you know, you're going along, you're keeping all the balls in the air and, you know, you don't want them to all come crashing down, but you got to understand that when we think about the holidays and planning for the holidays and planning specifically for peaceful holidays and protecting our peace personally. You know, we can only juggle so many balls as moms, and there's only so many hours in a day. You only have so much energy and so much ability to really zero in and focus, and you know you know what? You need rest, right? Don't forget 
you do have to sleep sometimes. I know some of you probably think you don't have to sleep, but trust me, you do. And um, burning the candle at both ends is something that we want to avoid during this season, especially. And so, you know, you guys understand that burning the candle at both ends may be something that you can do periodically, but when it gets to be a long-term strategy, well, it's just really not a strategy at all, not a good one anyway. And I know we all do it. We all do it occasionally, and I tend to always do it right before a big gifting holiday like Easter or Christmas because I like to stay up and wrap presents and just kind of have that private time all to myself. But I tend to pay for it the next day, at least a little bit if I don't get much sleep. So, you know, we've all done it. And I've counseled my children, my my young adult kids about not getting proper sleep just this week. And yet in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, this applies to me too, right? And so we're all human and I'm not judging or bashing. I'm just reminding here and encouraging you to think ahead and plan ahead for protecting your peace and your sanity and your joy during this Christmas season. And so, you know, there's there's times where we do, we, we take on a lot and we know we're taking on a lot, but when we do that, we've got to build in some margin. We've got to build in some flexibility and we've got to build in some rest. So if you're already running on empty, you know, and if you're already super stressed and super overwhelmed, well then, you know that something's got to give and you don't want it to be your health and you don't want it to be your peace. And you just, you don't want it to rob you of this beautiful season, this holiday season that we're having and that we're going into right now. And so today the topic is planning for peace and specifically around the holidays, around Christmas and the special days that are coming up within the next month or so. And so I know that there are specific things that tend to rob my peace. And I want you to think about what those are for you. And they may be different for you than they are for me. But I know I can kind of get myself in gear to think that, okay, this is going to be a great day or a great event. And, you know, feel like I have it all planned out, at least in my mind. And like I have the flexibility even to have the wiggle room worked in and the margin and Something can happen and boom, you know, there goes my peace or there goes my calm or there goes my feeling of, okay, I got this, you know? And so, yeah, the planning helps, but, and, and otherwise it could have been just much worse, right? But there's going to be life happening and triggers happening. So I think there's something to, to be said for planning and flexibility and also knowing that, you know, there's things that we can plan for and there's things that we just don't know that that come up out of the blue. So, you know, we plan our grocery lists, we plan our menus, we plan our shopping list and our gift list, and we plan our calendars and all the events we're going to be involved in. And we're going to have our family involved in and we plan all these things out, right? And I know you've got to be a good good planner. Moms have to be good planners. And I'm a planner. I can plan, plan, plan. But it's the implementation. You know, sometimes it gets me. And also, are we planning the right things? Or are we just planning to the minutia of some of the things that maybe we could wing it? And maybe that's not that urgent to be planned out so well when we're failing to plan for some of the bigger things and the more major things that we could plan for. Things that would really make for a more peaceful peaceful experience, a more peaceful day or event or time with family, and more peaceful time just in and of itself. 
for your personal peace. So maybe we need to separate during a busy season. Maybe we need to separate ourselves and take more time to be still and to have our prayer time and our Bible time and to really focus on the meaningfulness of the season for us personally. You know, the meaning of some of these events that we're heading into instead of just rush, rush, rush. You know, if you're getting ready to church, to go to church on any given day, especially with younger children, it seems like, you know, like sometimes you just arrive at church and you're, you're just taking a deep breath and smiling and walking in and, you know, you plaster that smile on your face because you've been so frantic up until that instant trying to get ready to get out of the house and to get there. And so, you know, life happens and seasons happen but we can plan a little more for our peace. And then I think that's going to set us up for even those times when things happen that we couldn't even plan for, uh, that we had no idea were coming our way. But because we have an internal peace and, it, and even an external peace that we can draw from and, um, and, and we can be grounded in, that can help us even in those, uh, those just crazy out of the blue times. But there's some things we can plan for because we can think through it and know that there's likely certain types of things to pop up, especially um, with our kids and with our own families and our own uh, triggers that we have for, for ourselves. So let me know. Let me know. Contact me. Um, leave a message on the podcast or contact me on the website or on social and let me know what your top concern is when it comes to protecting your peace throughout this holiday season. And so, you know, I'm advocating against or promoting that we we have a peace plan. Um, not against, I'm ag- advocating for a peace plan, not just a plan for, you know, gifts and menu, but a plan to protect your peace um, for things that go on during this time of year specifically because a lot of times people do, and parents and moms especially, do get overwhelmed. And so some things you're going to have to let go of in order to have a peace plan that works. So think about the things that you're willing to let go of during this season. When you're adding on one end, you're going to have to let go because something's got to give. What balls are you going to set down for now? If you're juggling 10 balls and you can only juggle eight, then there's a couple that need to be paused right? And so think about the things that you can let go. Can you let go um, a bedtime? Or can you let go um, everybody eating at the table? You know, or can you let go something else um, that maybe you try to be firm on throughout the rest of the year? Uh, Maybe you can let go of, you know, a strict diet or something. I don't know. But, you know, there's things that you can let go for yourself and maybe for your family as well and your children as well that may not be that um, that pivotal, you know, it may not be that big of a deal if you let it go for now. There's other things that you don't want to let go, and so you need to think of those too. It may be that you know if your kids don't get, on, get to bed on time that it's just going to blow up the next day, and so that might be something that you really want to be like double down firm on because you know that that one thing can just really wreck the entire day for the entire family. And so think about those things that are non-negotiables. Put that in your peace plan and think about the things that mm, they are negotiable. They could slide a little bit and maybe you don't want to feel obligated to some of these things that, you know, you really aren't obligated to or committed to so much. You just thought you were. And so those are some ideas, but you know the things 
and you can think of the things when you sit down to think about it and pray through it that rob you of your peace or that threaten to. So some things I thought of to think about and um, and to, I made some notes are, you know, you can have all kinds of disruptions, but you know yours and you know the specific things that you're concerned about that may rob your peace or that's already robbing your peace in this season. And so are you more, for instance, are you more concerned about a lack of peace from an internal perspective, um, like your own internal peace, or maybe from an external perspective, the things that are happening around you and the circumstances, you know, are your kids bouncing off walls or what? And so maybe both because you know the external affects the internal and vice versa. And so um, I had posted a verse in our uh, Facebook group and I think on Instagram. And this verse talks about guarding our heart and how everything we do stems from our heart. And I thought that that was a very, um, a very pointed verse that really applied to this thing, this topic right now, guarding our heart and guarding our peace. And so I wanted to throw, to, to touch on that and, and really point you to that verse about guarding our heart. And I think it's Proverbs 24.4. I'm not 100% sure on that, but you can check that out on social media. And so everything comes from our heart. Everything we do comes from our heart, right? And so, you know, you know, I've been studying and talking and learning about mindset and thoughts and taking your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And I have a whole uh, method that I have learned for doing that. It's been really, really working well. And I believe that it's true. And I've done a lot of work on that. And that's something that I can teach also in my coaching. But, you know, the thoughts are one thing. But where do those come from? You know, and how do we... Uh, how do we moderate our thoughts? How do we, um, how do we, how do our thoughts get controlled, right? I mean, yeah, we think about them and we decide, but it really all comes down to, and what it boils down to is our heart, right? And so we're supposed to guard our hearts. So what do we guard? Well, we have we have peace. We need to guard our peace. That's that's the topic here today. And there's several things that we want to guard against when it comes to our hearts. And so, you know, guarding our peace, of course, and protecting our peace. Well, there's if there's something coming to destroy us and coming against us to destroy our peace. Well, what is that? You know, we need to identify it and identify our enemy. How how do we know? Um, we should know our enemy, right? We should know our adversary when we need to guard our peace from our enemy. And a big enemy, our big enemy is Satan, right? The devil. And you know, he works in certain ways and he um, sets out to rob our peace, right? So the Bible says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to destroy your peace this season, the Christmas season. He wants to destroy your peace. So what do we do? Uh, we guard our peace from, um, from what? Well, from bitterness, from anger, maybe from unforgiveness. And so these these things are some of the things we can guard our hearts from, and there's others. So brainstorm, you know, think about the things that you want to guard your heart from. And how do you do that? You know, well, you you guard your peace. You guard your peace against depression, against hopelessness. And I hope none of you are feeling hopeless right now because as Christians, our hope is eternal. 
And no matter what's going on around us or in our household or the world, oh my, the world right now, I'm not even going to get into that because there's so much going on and you know about it and you probably know more than I do, but it's just, it can rob your peace, right? And so the circumstances can rob our peace and make us feel helpless uh, and hopeless. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people in the world that may feel hopeless today. And I hope that's none of you because when we put our hope in Jesus Christ and we put our hope uh, in, in Jesus Christ for eternity, but also for the here and now and in the immediate future. We don't have to be hopeless, and we're not hopeless, but we need to guard our peace. We need to tap into that hope, and in our hearts, we need to guard against hopelessness, against sadness, against isolation and loneliness. You know, we've had a lot of isolation from the years of COVID shutdowns and things, and, you know, it's not gone yet. It's not gone, and I feel um, not only for my generation and others, older than me, but really for the younger people, like, like my adult and young adult kids who, you know, and even my, even the younger kids, um, they've been through all this at such an age when they really, excuse me, when they really normally would have been, you know, out in the world interacting with people so much more. And the fear and the isolation uh, at these developmental ages, I think has really taken a hold on a lot of people, especially young adults and our younger Uh, younger kids and youth. And so, you know, I'm hoping that they'll recover from all of this. And I think, you know, I think it's been just very, very um, impactful in a a negative way. But, you know, there's some positives, I'm sure, that that have come out of it. And I know God can work all things for good. Um, So we need to guard against, um, we need to guard our peace against isolation and loneliness for ourselves. And also, you know, once we do that, we're we're demonstrating that to our children, even our adult children. And so we also want to guard, you know, not only ourselves, but that's primarily what I'm focused on today, but also we want to bring the peace, bring the peace to our families, bring the peace to our extended families and our friends and our, you know, our church gatherings and wherever we are, we want to bring that peace and we have to have it to bring it, right? We want to bring the peace to those around us. And so we want to bring peace to our children, to our family members. Maybe they're feeling lonely and hopeless, and we want to bring peace to them as well and comfort as well. Okay, so how do we guard our hearts or guard our peace? Well, we do that in various ways, and I think it starts with knowing our enemy. We talked about that. You know, knowing our enemy is not the person sitting across the table from us, but it's Satan, right? It's Satan, and but he also works through other people, and there are times when even somebody that we love dearly and who we know loves us are functioning under the influence of our enemy. In that case, we have to be protective. We have to guard. Um, we have to guard ourselves, and because that's coming through them toward us or maybe toward our child even, and uh, maybe even from our child. And so we have to do all these things to guard our hearts and guard our peace. Sometimes we have to step back and sometimes we have to um, step back and, and really have some space there so that we can guard our, guard ourselves and guard our hearts and guard our peace. And so, you know, there's specific strategies, but there's also the spiritual armor. And as Christians, we have access to the armor of God, um, to our spiritual armor. These are things like the belt of truth, right? And so when we're ta- taking those thoughts captive and we're taking those feelings to the Lord and we're testing them and challenging them, we're challenging them with what? Well, with the truth. Is that not true? That you know, ask, ask yourselves, test those thoughts, test those feelings. Are these based in fact? Are they based in truth? Uh, you know, so it may be, I may be feeling fearful or I may be feeling this way or another way, 
but is it the truth and in righteousness and salvation? You know, those are uh, part of the armor of God, the salvation, not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And having that part of our spiritual armor is so important. And then faith is another part of our spiritual armor. You know, the shield of faith and also peace. The In uh, in some version, it says the uh, shoes of peace, but depending on the way your version is worded, but we're to wear those we're we're to walk in peace. Wear those shoes of peace. And so peace is something that we want uh, to take with us. That's the point I'm trying to trying to make is we want to take that peace with us as we walk, as we go, as we go through our days and through our stresses and our circumstances, as we interact with our families and others, we take that peace with us. Well, to do that, we have to have it. We have to protect it. We have to guard it and guard our hearts so we don't just you know wait around for peace to fall on us and um and hope for peace which i mean hoping for peace is good wishing for peace but you know we don't just hope and wish we we work to or we make an effort to um to focus on the peace and to accept the peace that god so richly gives us and provides for us in jesus christ and so Wishing for peace is one thing, but having that peace internally, that peace that passes all understanding, no matter what the circumstances are, that's the peace that we can be grounded in and that we can then uh, have to come out through us and to bring with us as we interact with others. And so how do we apply this now that we, you know, we talked about the spiritual armor. How do we apply this in our lives and in specific situations and circumstances? And so I don't know all your specific situations and circumstances. And um, so if you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. And, um, you know, I have I have different coaching offers. I have private one-on-one offers and I have our big uh, primary offer, which is our program success for second moms that's reopening in january you can get on the wait list for that right now and we can talk through these things uh, deeper and more specifically about your specific circumstances and situations and how just how you you know in a practical sense walk this out and so one thing i can suggest right now is just take a few minutes Take some paper and brain dump, you know, write it all down. What are my biggest concerns for this event or for that day or for this celebration or for this whole season? Take your calendar, take your, uh, take your calendar, your journal, write them all down. Okay. So, you know, you may want to, to add some buffer times in between some of the to-dos that you have. You may want to decompress. You may want to have some margin so you know, so you can fit everything in. It may look like it fits on the calendar, but it may not really fit in real life because you need some in-between time or your kids do. And so you may want to look at your schedule and really think through, now, how is this going to work in real life? What are the, um, the likelihoods of something happening to, uh, to our peace to, to trigger somebody or to uh, cause somebody to, you know, be hangry, right? Because they didn't eat on time. And so these things that could rob your peace that you need to plan for, maybe you need to change your plans to accommodate, right? To accommodate somebody else in your family. Uh, you may need an exit strategy. That's something I've used in the past and it was just so helpful. And 
brought peace of mind to know ahead of time that I did have an exit strategy if needed. Just something in, you know, in your back pocket to uh, to have ahead of time so that you know you have a plan so that if something came up, if X happened, then this is my exit strategy and this is what we'll do to, uh, to get out of that situation or to, uh, you know, to cut it short whatever the um whatever the event was and so and to do that in a way that would minimize any any uh disruption or blow up or what have you and so those types of things you can easily plan ahead you know sometimes sometimes it takes a little more but you can plan ahead and then you can even coordinate it maybe if need be with the other adult uh, or adults in your family or even another older child and so if you know, if you need an exit strategy or need an exit plan, you may need to drive two cars when one car would have, you know, logically fit everyone. Or you may need to, um, you know, you may need to uh, just have like a code word that means, hey, we need to get out of here. Somebody's about to have a meltdown. And so, you know, an exit strategy can be very simple, but it can be a big thing. And it can be, uh, it can uh, happen that you can plan just that one thing and it can really change your whole you know everything that you were so concerned about and worried about um for this season and for the events coming up and so you know maybe um I'm trying to think what what else uh maybe you need to just pack an extra snack you know because you know that um the big meal is not going to be ready or your child has maybe an aversion to strange food or maybe they just you know they need something familiar so that they or something to do with their hands you know so that they don't melt down or blow up and so these are practical things and you know you can you know these types of things if you sit down and think about it but I encourage you to do that don't just wing it sit down and think about it think it through so that you can be prepared with your peace plan for the rest of this season. And so there, I I could go on and on and on, but I want to go ahead and end this and invite you to uh, let me know if, if you did a peace plan, let me know if you have a peace plan in the, um, in, if you're on Spotify, you can leave a voice message. And if you're not just, you know, hit me up on social and let me know if this sparked you to go ahead and take some time and make your peace plan for the holiday season this year. And then if you did, how did it go? I'd love to know. Did it help you? Did you have more peace of mind going in? And did it help you avert some of the uh, situations that could have robbed your peace? Uh, So let me know. I'd be excited to hear from you and find out if this was helpful to you. So happy December and happy peace planning. And we'll talk again uh, next week with more about peace this month in our peace series on the podcast. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Second Mom's Circle. You can read the companion blog post and more at the website at dawnbaggett.com. Also, please leave a review and follow the podcast if you found this valuable. I'm Dawn Baggett, and as always, keep learning, keep growing, and keep loving.